0: Equin, Tornado Prom. In Hoisington, Kansas, this year, a tornado hit on prom night. Hoisington is a small town of about 3,000. Nobody at the prom was hurt. In fact, nobody at prom knew it happened. But when prom was over, a third of the town was destroyed. One older man was dead. The seniors are left to figure out what to think of the whole thing. Susan Burton tells the story.
1: On Friday nights, the teenagers in Hoisington drag Main Street. Or they go to a party at someone's house, and the boys shoot baskets in the driveway, and the girls jump on the trampoline. Sometimes the parties are out in the country, at ponds. It's sticks in the sticks, they tell me. Since it's Kansas, there's weird weather, high winds that make the power flicker on and off. They get a lot of tornado warnings, but they never thought one would actually touch down here. Hoisington just seemed too boring to be visited by a natural disaster.
2: It's just like nothing happens in Hoisington. Like. Everyone says, I was like, oh, there ain't nothing doing, Hoysington. in Hoisington. nothing happens here. So just like, why would a tornado come here?
1: Prom actually feels grand in Hoisington. The day of the dance, the girls drive down to Great Bend and get their hair done at main attractions. They all wear long gowns. They shop for them at a store in Wichita that won't sell the dress you buy to anyone else in your town. The dresses are elaborate, and like all prom finery, extremely difficult to explain. It's like
3: black and it's fitted, but when you look at it from other directions, it's silver and
4: royal blue. Purple, it was shiny. There's like two straps that go in the back and they cross. I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like, people would ask me
3: what it looked like, and it was so hard to explain to them because it's just so unique.
2: All very, like, long, like uh, tight, N- not really any of them didn't have like a tight dress or like long, they were just like just one sheet, like I guess, <laughs> really don't know about dresses, but they were just like one
5: cloth. Uh, I think prom's more of the female, you know, it's her night, you know. Most ladies are like, you know, want prom to be everything, you know, so I think they wanted it kind of to be some a night they'll never forget, and well, some of them got it.
3: <laughs> I mean, I went in through lots of prom magazines just looking up themes and stuff, and we had all the whole junior class vote on which one they wanted, and they came up to be lost in the moment, so it's kind of ironic. <laughs> We really were lost in what was happening. We didn't know what was going on. And so, I mean, and after it, we we're just its lost.
1: What happens when a prom meets a tornado? When two events that often end in disaster collide? The day that both the prom and the tornado came to Hoisington, everyone tells me, with ominous foreshadowing, started out sunny, but looked stormy by dinner. It was sprinkling by the time everyone parked their trucks outside the Knights of Columbus Hall on Main Street. They ducked and ran inside to prom.
2: In the back row, stand on your tiptoes. OK, that's good, that's good. Back row, on the tiptoes. Here we go. we just crowded with people taking pictures. I mean, it's like I was at a basketball game or something. It's like ch ch my eyes after a little bit.
1: This is Sean. He's a junior. He videotaped the prom, partly so he could show his mom what she missed. From here, he and his classmates tell the story.
5: It took a minute before people, you know, finally started dancing and stuff.
1: Where's Diane, dancing.
4: She knows somebody. Where's Heather. We got there late, so like as soon as it, we got like there right at 8 o'clock. So as soon as we got there, the dance already started. So we just started dancing. And we danced for like an hour or so, you know. Yeah, about an hour. And then the lights started flicking off and on. like. It didn't like flicker. It like kind of went off and then it come back on, you know. And people just was. Some people like my friend Diane is kind of scared of the dark, you know. So she's freaking out. But some people it was just fun, you know. So normal blackout thing, you know.
5: Uh, there was just a lot of people screaming and yelling, you know, and just yeah, acting like fools and stuff. I was too, and uh, I think I yelled at one time, "Hand me that beer." break out the keg and stuff like that, and the lights went back on. Everybody just kind of looked around and went on their way, you know, it wasn't even anything big.
0: The door kept opening, and we knew, we could hear, it was really, we knew it was getting windy outside, and someone had said that it had started to rain and uh, people would go out and look and it was like rain was just coming in horizontally. It was just blowing down the street and we didn't think anything of it, it was just, oh, you know, we have to go out in this later. Didn't think it was as bad as what it was.
4: They were playing I'm a Survivor from Destiny's Child and um, that was like, the. Next to last song before the lights blacked
0: out. Who who would know? You know, I mean, who would have thought that that song would be playing one of the last times that that a tornado right before it ripped through our town? You know.
5: Lights went out the second time. And everybody just kind of stood around and everything, waiting, and. Get, you know, we're like, hurry up, turn the lights back on. Come on, this sucks. We're standing around at prom, you know.
0: DJs came out and they had like a long stick and they were trying to get everyone to do like a limbo just to keep us entertained. And why the lights were out because they couldn't have any music or anything like that. So they had a line of limbo going through, and um, that was when our principal told us that we needed to go downstairs.
4: Shortly after the lights went out, the, the door of the Knights of Columbus then was was basically sucked open.
1: This is Mike Knowlton, the principal of Hoisington High School.
4: At that point, uh, I walked over, and you could feel the the, the pane glass kind of vibrating a little bit, and um, it's it subsided a little bit. I stepped outside, and as I stepped outside, an ambulance was coming down the main street with the PA saying, "Get in the basement."
0: KSN News. Here's a break. We've got that. Back- Locking us in. We can't get out to get more beer and drugs for the poison things out here. People are scared, the wind is blowing, and the rain is coming down hard. Everybody go to the basement and take shelter. Take shelter! <laughs> get away from the windows, get your mats up,
4: pull a mattress <laughs> over your head, secure yourself. This is serious folks, I'm out. <laughs> Tornado's <laughs> coming!
2: I was just taping it, she just came up and just started saying that stuff. And the. Uh, I talked to her afterwards and she didn't, she had no idea, you know, there was a tornado. She feels bad for even saying that stuff, so. It was like, oh, whoa, she was running on the money.
0: This is the best
3: prom ever, ever, ever. The basement, right here. Oh my god, I can't see.
2: There you are. I mean, when I wasn't looking in the camera, it was like pitch black with like two flashlights in the distance. She could like barely see.
0: It was dark and we're having trouble seeing everybody. Mr. Knowlton said that we weren't allowed to go our principal said we weren't allowed to go upstairs until the cops came and told us that everything was okay. And I asked him, I was like, Well, are we down here because of hail storm, a thunderstorm, tornado, what's going on? He's like, Well right now everything would be speculation. Is the hail
1: or the
0: tornadoes or what? Right now it'd be speculation on my part. All know
4: knows there been some damage to some homes. Um,
1: Shut up! Quiet,
4: Shut up! please. Shut up! We will keep you here until it's safe to turn you loose. What? And then we will make a decision on whether to reschedule prom or um, what to do. It's not a popular decision. I'm sorry. I made the call that prom would be canceled. You know, two hours later, I looked back on that statement, so I then thought. Boy, that was a silly statement that should, that didn't even have to make that statement there wasn't going to be a kid there that wanted to stay at prom. Uh, it, just, it just goes to show how little we knew and we were four blocks away from, from the storm.
0: And so that's when like people would have cell phones they started getting on those and a lot of rumors were flying through and people were saying I mean it was like okay all of a sudden someone pops up and says Zach your house is gone or like, Jacob, your sister's house is gone. And like, and then it was like, all of Fifth Street's gone, all of Sixth Street's gone. I was just like, uh, don't jump to conclusions because you don't know what's true
3: and what's a lie and what's a rumor because there's rumors flying everywhere. That Dairy Queen was gone and everybody that was in it was dead. And I mean, that was where
0: we were gonna have breakfast at after after prom. There's people crying because no one can we can't leave. We don't know where our families are at. We didn't know how to get a hold of anybody. It was I don't even know if I can explain the feeling, just like to, I was just, I was just it was just so scared. I was it was almost you couldn't really even talk. All I could do was cry. I just that's all I could do.
6: It's pressed.
5: all of a sudden, everybody just started walking upstairs, you know, and it was still dark, you know, and uh, I was looking for my coat because I had taken it off and set it on a chair and me and this other guy, Luke Patton, we both had the same looking uh, boutonniere, so we were looking at it and he was like, that looks like mine, and his girlfriend was like, yeah, that's yours. I can tell by that one. I was like, are you sure? He's like, I don't know how the can of chew got in here, but you can have it. So I kept it, and I was looking for it, and I couldn't find it, I couldn't find it. And then I heard somebody yell my name, and I thought, that's my brother. No, what would he be doing up here, you know? And then he's like, well, yeah, I go talk to mom. So I figured, oh, she's overreacting. She wants to talk to me, make sure I'm okay. And I, I could kind of see her, you know, there's a little bit of light coming from the doorway where you can make out somebody's figure, and I could kind of tell it was my mom. So I walked up to her. And, She started crying and my sister was sitting there crying and I just kind of was like, oh no. The Last time I heard her sound that worried and scared was when uh, my dad died. That was the last I ever heard my mom sound that bad. kind of sat there and I didn't believe it at first because I was like, tornado? You know, what tornado? There's no tornado. We didn't know about any tornado. I didn't think there was because I didn't see it. You know, I was right here. You know, how could there be a tornado without us knowing?
1: Will and his mom went outside. Everyone from prom was standing on the sidewalk. Main Street looked fine. None of the buildings seemed to have been touched. The air felt nice and cool. At first Will thought the cars were pockmarked, like from hail, but then he realized the storm had just covered them with little white flowers.
2: No one like actually came up and said, oh, it was a tornado, it was. It was like, there's someone saying like, him come here, you come here, you come here. It was weird because you were like kind of listening for your name if it was coming up, but it was like, but it was just like that one row of street, like sixth and seventh. I mean, that's what like all the kids they were naming off that lived on that street. I was like, wait a minute, you know, did it hit up there? So many fire trucks and so many cops, ambulances. I mean, they were just going to that just north. Just kept on going north. They didn't turn or nothing. They just went north, and they kind of like lit up the whole town when they went through. And then you look on the other side of town; it's like totally dark. It was weird because it was like pitch black basically down there. It was kind of like if you drove north, you're gonna fall like into a black hole or something.
5: we drove around for a while and i couldn't believe what i saw like houses that i used to know you know like like the one house had like a big chunk ripped out of the top of it you know like a t-rex walked up and just took a bite out of the top of the uh, roof and stuff it was it was pretty amazing <laughs>
6: My cousin had a separate car from my aunt, so he took me as close as he could get me to my house. And then I just got out and I ran to my house. I was jumping over power lines and tree limbs and everything in my prom dress and flip-flops, but I got there. This is Elena. She lived on 6th Street, right where the tornado hit. My mom, had, she cooked that supper that night. She had a crystal pitcher of like iced tea and it was sitting on our table. It was still fine after the tornado, it was still sitting like right there on the exact spot on the table. It hadn't been touched at all and the roof was completely off of the kitchen. You could stand in our kitchen and look up and you'd be looking
1: up at the sky. That night, kids walked all over Hoisington with flashlights. All the places they could think to go, the Dairy Queen, the bowling alley, the grocery store, the football field, were gone. It wasn't just that something had finally happened in Hoisington. Hoisington had become an entirely different town.
6: Where we're in right now is ground zero. My house is in ground zero.
1: I arrived in Hoisington about two weeks after the tornado and Elena took me on a tour.
6: Everything is normal on this side. There's, you can't even tell anything ever happened.
1: Whole sections of the town were still perfect. There were people on porches and shiny party balloons tied to mailboxes. Then we crossed over. A lot of the West Side had already been bulldozed. Now it was just dirt and basements and house parts. Someone's front steps or a kitchen cut away like a room in a dollhouse. And of course this is Kansas. The main street in town is a red brick road. Lots of people had spray-painted their cars and houses and boarded up windows, with references to the Wizard of Oz.
6: Everybody, like, writes stuff about Dorothy and Toto on their houses. Like, our house, we had all the windows boarded shut, and we had all kinds of sayings on there. We had, like, we're coming for you, Toto, and, um, like, dear Dorothy, uh, I miss you. If somebody finds me, please pack me and send me to Oklahoma,
1: love Toto. To the kids in Hoisington, it started to seem like the tornado made choices. Why would it knock down a house, but not even break the glass on a framed photograph of bridesmaids in purple dresses? All kinds of weird stuff that's happened,
6: like um, when they went into Adam's room, the only thing that they found left in the room was the movie Twister. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Some people found a prom glass in their cupboard, is from 1963, and they didn't have any kids. They were an old couple, and they didn't have any kids that graduated that year, and they have no idea where it came from, but they found it in their cupboard.
1: Some teenagers started to look for a logic in who was hit and who was spared. I'm told that the junior class got it the worst, and that it's a known fact they've been jinxed since the fourth grade. Addie, who lost her house, and Brooke, who didn't, tell me that Addie is bad luck and Brooke is good luck, That they joke about this all the time. That even at the moment the tornado destroyed Hoisington, Brooke was winning a prize at prom. Will took the whole thing a lot harder.
5: Seems like, you know, that we just can't get a break, that we just can't get lucky.
1: Will's dad died several years ago, had a heart attack on his birthday. And then last fall, the house Will had lived in since he was little, got too expensive for his mother, and the family had to move out. The house was on the east side, and the tornado didn't touch it.
5: Even still, when I drive by there, I look at the house and wonder what it would have been like if the tornado hit and we still lived at that house, you know. And, you know, I wonder if, you know, if I still lived there, would the tornado have come that way and hit hit us there, you know. Because, you know, maybe it was hit because there was somebody, you know, that I was going after, you know. And if I did live in that other house, you know, that maybe I would have, you know, the tornado probably would have came out over on the east side you know, that it probably still would've came through and done something to the house is just the way I believe. I think it was meant to teach me a lesson, you know, in a couple ways. Like, one way I always thought, oh, it'd be cool if we had a tornado in this town, you know, have something exciting going on. And then now it's like, well, here, have a tornado, and now how do you feel about it?
1: Lena felt like she caused the storm too.
6: Friday night before the tornado, me and Addie, we were driving to Claflin to hang out with some friends and I was like, you know Addie, I was like, I've never seen a tornado. I was like, I really want to see one sometime. She's like, oh, Annie, you know, they're really scary. She's like, I've seen a couple, you know, but I've never actually like been in one. I was like, I know. I was like, wouldn't that be crazy, you know, if it really did happen? Then like 24 hours almost exactly later, you know, the next night, a tornado comes and takes out our houses. It was pretty freaky. I was just like, oh my gosh. I remember. After the tornado when I got home and I was crying, I was hugging my mom and I was just like, I swear I made this happen. And my mom was like, no, Lenny, you didn't make it happen. But I mean, it's pretty scary saying, you know, I never see him. I really want to see him the night before it takes out my house.
1: I asked Sean if he thinks the storm singled people out.
2: I don't think so really because if that was true, it came straight to my house and would have found me at prom, but <laughs> in it didn't. I oh, don't know, I have like bad luck all the time. It, I mean, like two sisters, the first one was the littlest one. She said, oh, I'll go to prom with you. And she dumps me. Her sister asked me to prom and she's like, well, I don't want to go with you. I want to go with someone else. So I was like, I got rejected by sisters. So it was like, <sighs> so it should have found me and like sucked me up by myself, just to be like, ha, 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 you know? And then hit my car, and then hit my room. So Instead, just hit my whole house—just my room and my car. So I had scratched that bad luck idea with some people. It was just a twist of fate that that happened.
0: That was definitely the prom of all proms. I mean, it was a horrible, horrible experience to go through, but it was definitely a prom, of all proms.
4: I mean, it's like something that everybody's going to remember. Like, some people, they look on prom, you look back on prom and it's just a prom night, you know. Everybody knows what prom happened, you know. They know what's going to happen to prom, they know what prom is, you know. But now we can say what happened on prom night, and it's a really big event now, you know.
6: I, I guess it's one that you'll never forget, really. I mean, you think of prom
1: night, now you think of tornado. I mean, everybody's going to remember it for that. Usually the story of prom is one of disappointment. You're in the bathroom crying during the slow dance, or you throw up at the hotel room party, or you go home feeling silly for having been so excited about something so meaningless. The teenagers in Hoisington got the kind of prom story everybody wants. They got a legendary prom, the night that actually did change their lives.
0: I mean, it's like I went to prom my sophomore and junior years, and it was a dance. It was a prom. It was nice, and it was fun to get all dressed up. But it was like a prom that taught a lesson, you know. It wasn't just, it became our cars and clothes and weren't so important and family and friends. And it taught a, a big lesson about humanity, I think, to everybody there. Everybody had a new perspective of life walking out of that prom.
2: I it more in like a whole different world um, and just having fun when actually outside is like totally opposite. People are in their basements, stuff's falling down, houses are gone, you know, people are actually losing stuff and we're in the prom still dancing. When the tornado hits and after it hits, we're still just, you know, just free of everything, just like still having a good time. It's like totally different when you walk outside. Like, you you step out of the safe zone and you go into another world where reality hits.
1: Prom doesn't usually chaperone you into the world so quickly. Suddenly, a lot of kids in Hoisington have to act like grown-ups. Will's going to college in the fall, but he sometimes thinks it would be better to get a job on an oil rig, give the paychecks to his mother. A senior named Zach actually pulled his parents out of the rubble of their own home on prom night. But everyone's looking forward to rebuilding, and they're all getting used to the idea that anything can happen even in Hoisington.
5: Susan Burton lives in New York. Sometimes
2: things go wrong Even at the senior prom One stormy night in this little town Everything got turned upside down Letting me set the scene I was dancing with the prom queen Just when she should have kissed her She got carried off by a big old twister Tornado on the dance floor Tornado on the dance